0: you know, Western colonization of, like, the Americas, like Native American tribes. I, I read a book called Tribe one time by Sebastian Junger. Th- Junger, I think his name is. And uh, he talked about how uh, uh, white settlers who would um, be a part of Native American tribes for, for whatever reason, how they became a part of American tribes, when they were came back to, like, Western civilization, they longed for Native American um, communal uh, living. Like they got yeah. depre- they got depressed when they came back and and lived amongst the you know Western style so, uh, society.
1: Yeah, because we've 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 stripped away any sense of community, and we've put this this artificial importance on individualism. And we're each just you know one person, but yeah. we operate better as a community, as members of a tribe, like you said. Right, and when but, when when you force people into seclusion, they lose their minds. You know, we're not supposed to operate that way without people around us.
0: Yeah, like the like they say, "United we stand," but not like that. Yeah, not like <laughs> yeah. that. No, I don't like
1: that for sure. Yeah, united we stand for my profit. Exactly.
2: Yeah, when hey, I uh, well, when but, when I was in college we had learned about being a global citizen and that's kind of where when that that's kind of when the I don't know the uh the wool was uh lifted from my eyes or whatever you want (laughs) Mm -hmm. because uh yeah like uh, I I went to school for global studies so like really like learned about globalization and stuff like that and you know thankfully they didn't teach us like oh just let all the corporations come in and and just take everything you know kind of globalization it was Mm -hmm. like Hey, how do we how does globalization, you know, uh, affected the individual or, or the community, you know? And what we can do and like mm-hmm. basically saying we should we should show empathy towards, you know, our neighbors and understanding and work together, you know.
1: Yeah, and um it's <laughs> it's, it's all been so bastardized mm-hmm. that now if you speak out against globalization, which is just the ownership of the world by corporations then you, you you come off as sounding anti-semitic or bigoted mm-hmm. yeah because everything everything's been 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 forced into this world view that everything has to operate for profit yeah yeah we're,
0: we're so programmed like i'm still i'm still deprogramming all the time for um, sure
1: in oh, here yeah it's a journey yeah, well, like I was I was I was I was saying I'm sorry that uh we had to push this back an hour.
2: Oh no problem. No problem. Um it gave me a chance to have a few cups of coffee, so now I'm ready to go. Um but yeah, so uh I guess let's uh get this started. Um welcome to Let's Explore This, your uh weekly uh I don't what what should we say now, Sam, since we're dropping the Sigma uh joke we're the
0: weekly morons
1: no, um, nice
0: uh-oh. not you commie trucker just us
1: uh, <laughs> no, no, no 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 especially me
0: uh, uh just uh
2: your weekly variety podcast
3: there we go i like uh, it uh
2: featuring three wholesome uh people uh you, you got me kevin i'm here with sam hello and welcome back friend of the pod special guest uh commie trucker how are you doing
1: Good. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: No, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, we really appreciate it. Yeah, um, um, I
1: will be expecting a check. <laughs> so, we, were oh, yeah. we were trying to exploit your
0: labor. We're trying to exploit your labor here. If so,
1: look, at it, I, I'm a father of four. I'm always laboring. <laughs> so don't feel bad. All right. <laughs> I can imagine.
2: All right. Well, today uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the Green Party. Um, I was. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I was kind of thinking about how, uh, you know, just scrolling, doom scrolling Twitter, kind of how uh, it, se- it seems like some some of the stuff we, we do on Twitter is really just screaming into the void. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just had this little spark of hope that maybe if we took that energy that we use to, you know, criticize uh, the authoritarian rule or the oligarch that is the United States... Mm-hmm. And the duopoly of the Republican and Democratic parties that get nothing done for workers, um, if we took that and supported the Green Party, um, that maybe something good could happen and we could actually that's how we could initiate the change uh, and the transformation eventually into eventually into communism because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the Green Party is not very well known. No one really knows what they stand for. They probably just kind of assume they're just crazy environmentalists. Yeah. So I guess I want to start off just, I guess, what was your first uh, encounter with the Green Party? Like, personally, I learned about it when I was in, like, elementary school or something. And now, now thinking back to it, it's probably in relation to Ralph Nader um, running for president in 2000. Uh, okay. But all I really knew as a kid was green environment, they're just
1: for the environment. So how about you guys? I know very little about the Green Party. Um I think it's largely because they're refused any sort of uh national platform. Yeah, uh, much like you, you just assume green means environment. They're environmentalists, great. But you know, I'm always looking for what economic policies are going to um, affect the working class. So for they sure. never Came
2: up as interesting to me, for sure. How about you, Sam?
0: Um, kind of the same. I I've always dismissed them as you know those crazy environmentalists. Um, especially back when I was uh, hyper-programmed and more in my libertarian stage of life before I was awoken. Um, I just I, I automatically dismissed the Green Party as just they're those wackos who don't wear shoes
3: mm-hmm. on
0: the on the West Coast, and that's all they are. And uh but they do actually have quite like as i uh, I'm reading like their platform they do have a lot of they are it seems to be the uh the quote unquote uh liberal radical liberal left or whatever that we're all hoping for that the democrats were
2: mhm yeah i think and and that was another reason why i was looking at the green party because like we have this conversation of pushing the democrats to the left And then we have the conversation of, you know, conservatives are all like, oh, Joe Biden's a crazy communist, blah, blah, blah. You know, (laughs) like we wish Joe Biden was what the right thinks he is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so basically I started actually looking into the uh, meat and potatoes of the Green Party after uh, Jesse Ventura teased running as the Green candidate in 2020. Okay. Um, Because I love Jesse. I know he's a little bit of a kook, but if you read his positions, uh, he's pretty good, and I thought he was actually a pretty effective governor for Minnesota, because um, okay. he uh, he he did a lot. He, he, he brought a lot to our public education system, mm-hmm. and he kind of spearheaded um, setting up broadband in public schools, um, okay. and he okay. also initiated the light rail uh, system in Minneapolis-St. Paul, which is still growing, not, not quick enough, (laughs) but, uh, it's not, they have two lines basically. And they're, they did actually, they're starting to build a third one that goes down to, uh, Eden Prairie, I think. So, uh, you know, it's growing. Uh, and, and I think he kind of just, he knew kind of the next steps for Minnesota and how to, you know, really, uh, I don't know, set up a metro area for growth. Um. So, anyway, uh, I was just going to read a few. So, some of their political positions, like on healthcare, they're for a single payer healthcare system. Uh, also, contraception and abortion procedures available on demand. They believe in free uh, tuition, free college, uh, and vocational studies. Um, increasing funding for after-school and daycare programs, canceling all student debt, repealing the No Child Left Behind Act, which I think is a huge uh, reason why. Uh, We kind of see the dumbing down of America was the Bush Mm -hmm. administration's No Child Left Behind, Um, and uh, they're against charter schools. Um, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, They support the Green New Deal uh, for 100% clean renewable energy by 2030, carbon tax, jobs guarantee, tuition-free college, again, so some of the same stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Abolish the death penalty, repeal the three-strikes law, banning private prisons, legalize marijuana, decriminalization of other drugs, um, reparations on
0: board so far,
2: (laughs) (laughs) reparations for the African American community, uh, as well as the removal of Confederate flag from all government buildings, Mm -hmm. support same-sex marriage, right of access to medical and surgical surgical treatment for transgender and gender nonconforming people and withdrawing foreign aid to countries with poor LGBT plus rights records. Um, And this is the one I really like as someone who's into international politics. Uh, The Green Party calls for the United States to join the International Criminal Court and sign the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty and Non-Proliferation Treaty. Additionally, it supports cutting the defense budget in half as well as prohibiting all arms sales to foreign countries.
1: Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah. um, Specifically, the cutting defense spending in half.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. we
1: need, we need to if if we're gonna live mm-hmm. on this planet mm-hmm. in the next fifty years, then we have to absolutely start dismantling the military infrastructure.
2: Yeah, and then the Green Party advocates for the Palestinian right of return and cutting all U.S. aid to Israel. It has also expressed support for the international boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. So that it's the BDS movement. Are you? I don't. Are either
1: of you mm-hmm. familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. Just. Um, Boycotting and um, sanctioning Israel for their uh, their crimes of genocide against the Palestinian people.
2: Okay, yeah, that's this is actually the first time I heard about this. Um, Okay,
0: I've been hearing more about that on Twitter lately.
2: Yeah, Mm kind of sounds like getting is yeah, and on top of what Combi Trucker just said, it sounds like you know get them back to the uh, original borders
0: laid out. Um. From like nineteen forty three or whatever, um, you know. Sorry, it, it's it still blows my mind that the United States isn't part of the World Criminal Court or the, the
2: International Criminal, <laughs> the Court? International <laughs> Criminal
1: yeah. Court. Yeah, it is pretty bananas. Yeah,
2: when when that was founded, the United States only approved of it if they were able to not be
1: prosecuted by it. <laughs> yeah, and they, they they still won't. They still um, they still hold the right to. Um, ignore and um, any, um, what is it? Really any awesome. American that is prosecuted by the International Criminal Court. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's almost like they knew they were going to be committing war atrocities going yeah. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They didn't
2: want to like, be called to answer.
0: I literally just talked about you before we started recording about that. Uh, Jill Stein shared something and it said that we hit some kind of dam, like we bombed some kind of dam in Syria that was on a no bomb list or something but we did it anyways and we ended up killing a bunch of people like yeah, we're not going to be held re- held
1: responsible for that yeah never that's that's just the status quo
2: yeah it's it yeah it's that's just so so crazy um because i mean the from what i know of the icc um who is that there was like they just prosecuted the uh the guy from yugoslavia i think back you know, remember he like drank poison as his sentence oh, was coming down.
0: Yep, yeah.
2: Um, so the, I mean, yeah. So it just seems like it's a way to for us to, um, for the West, I should say, to just kind of push punishment upon. You know, not saying the guy didn't deserve to be punished. He, of course, he did for you know inciting genocide. But you know, we're only gonna
1: go for people of
2: states without as much power. You know.
1: No, it's the the entire international um, framework of justice in the world yes. is <clears throat> created and operates solely to attack um, countries that have that we either have economic interests in, and we want to despoil, or attack countries that are um, uh, like Cuba and Venezuela that are. Opposed to the status quo of capitalism.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's if it's not Western centric, then they'll they will they will ultimately punish you. But if you're in an alliance or more Western uh, aligned with like the Western Western states, then you can get away with like like how Saudi Arabia has been getting away with their war in Yemen and stuff. Like you know, if that was you know any other country that is not you know we'd be, say they're committing genocide or something and then we'd be yeah. putting sanctions and everything on it so but
1: we have economic and militaristic interests and in upholding saudi arabia so mm-hmm. they literally get away with genocide
0: yeah well i could say that we have an example of that and that's iran you know like we 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 say iran is bad but saudi arabia is good you know mm-hmm. like who 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 gets to decide that one you mm-hmm. know like what
2: well no, yeah absolutely and I, I think, uh, I want to say the last time, like, the the UN, when the UN was established, like, the UN was supposed to kind of give people the green light to go to war. And the last war that they, I guess, approved of was the Korean War. Mm-hmm. So that, that gave us uh, the excuse to, in, you know, go in and, uh, and fight that war. Um,
1: I believe that we... The amount of munitions that we dropped in Korea, I think we actually murdered something like half of all fighting age males in Korea. And now we're at we're (laughs) refusing food aid and Mm. we're sanctioning this uh, this small Korean country. Yeah, because because they they don't they don't conform to our capitalist hegemony. For sure. Yeah, it's but we just have it's it's the sheer nerve of the United States to commit these atrocious war crimes and devastate this country, and then the next day claim that they're we have to sanction them because they're abusing people. Mm-hmm. It, mm. It's it's just obscene.
0: Yeah, I I literally just said that about. Um... Afghanistan, being that everybody cared about that when we were um, doing our, when we were leaving, and then the Taliban took over, but because, you know, know, the Taliban doesn't get a pass on, like, their, like, atrocities or anything, but the United States says, like, well, we don't recognize this government, so we're literally going to let all those people we were caring about, you know, a couple months ago freeze to death and starve because we refuse to give them any kind of aid, because we don't recognize the Taliban government or whatever. It's just like yeah, absolutely. Ext- extremely hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Like you said no, you I, care you care about all these people, but you you refuse to do anything for them because of the government doesn't you don't
1: like the government. So you're yeah, letting all those people starve. It's it's absolutely atrocious. I mean we we could um life expectancy instantly just by simply removing these brutal sanctions we have on these small countries all around the world, yeah. But that one that wouldn't serve our um, that wouldn't serve our economic interests. So we let people starve, and then we blame the governments in charge that are trying to fight for their people.
0: And it's, yeah, it, ha- it it's helps. Just feed, insanity it helps feed the propaganda machine because we can sanction places like Venezuela and Cuba and say, like, see what socialism looks like.
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> <it's gone. laughs> well, why it don't they you- have? Those shelves full because yeah. we don't let them have products because mm-hmm. we sanction them exactly yeah
2: we don't let them have products and we uh, kill their leaders and uh, <laughs> install and <bad> fund guys.
1: <laughs> yeah fund right wing terror groups all across the global south
2: yeah so um, I guess <clears throat> yeah so that, that and that's kind of why I mean we all agree on that type of thing and and I think that the Green Party. Honestly, the, just looking at it, I I feel like the Green Party is our best bet because, um, and then when we were messaging, um, commie trucker, uh, I had I had kind of mentioned that it doesn't it's not the it doesn't scare people like communism does, and okay. and I think that's another plus side to it because we have so many people who, uh, I mean, obviously like boomers are all scared of communism because of the Red Scare and and the Cold War and all that stuff. But I feel like that also applies to even people like millennials. Cause they they see like they're okay with socialism, but they are scared of communism. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they believe like they haven't gotten to the point where they see capitalism for what it is. Like they think mm-hmm. capitalism is good, so to speak. Maybe not the best, but it's like capitalism's the best way to, you know, run the economy. Um, and they want a a bigger safety net, and I, I think that's the messaging yeah, I mean, that people
1: like agree with. Yeah, is, is definitely a, less of a scare word than communism, mm-hmm. and they see and when most people think socialism, they think <clears throat> they think a bolstered safety net for people. Yeah, and then when they when they hear communism, most people are going to reflect on the. All the prop, all the red scare propaganda they've been subconsciously taking in from every aspect of our country Mm -hmm. and our media and in our schools and our education, the the, it just trickles in bit by bit until we're convinced of it. Yeah. And so, so they, they, they see uh, socialist reforms. They think, all right, I'm still going to get a paycheck. I'm still going to, um, I don't know. Have purchasing power, and my th- people think their status is not going to change. Mm-hmm. But then they hear communist, and they think, "Oh, gulag."
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, and they think I, that, I and they, that. they like cite 1984. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, someone's going to just be mean." You know, even though 1984, or not, I what was it, Animal Farm? Yeah. Yeah, that Animal Farm. Even though Animal Farm was more about the communist leaders at that time and their failings and not communism itself.
1: Yeah. And and honestly, it's, it speaks about our lack of knowledge of political theory and the general public, because we have to cite works of fiction in order to argue against a political ideology. We don't have any uh, formal knowledge on. Mm hmm. Like, people, could, people can read Animal Farm because they have the time to read a 200-page book about farm animals because we don't have, you know, we're working 60 hours a week. We don't have the time to devote to studying something more profound. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we can't all I read don't... State and Revolution. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just... I mean, I'm, honestly. So we, we rely on our easily ingestible works of fiction to... <laughs> get our political theory from yeah and it's it's so frustrating that it's it's all so interconnected with just maintaining the status quo if people are too busy to work too busy working then they can't devote time to acts that could disrupt the status quo and it's it's in every little thing
2: yeah that's why during this this surge of uh the omicron uh variant we're all still like Oh, nothing's wrong. Just keep going. Just keep shopping.
0: Mm -hmm. No longer have to isolate for uh, two weeks. It's now five days. Get back to work.
1: (laughs) No, we, and we're, it's to the point where we're willing to send our kids back to school during a pandemic, risk their lives and ours so we can have a babysitter and go to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Having kids in school has less to do with their education, more about their parents going to work. I mean, oh, let's be honest. Like, if if we know anything about like our government, like they, I mean, we've been defunding public schools hardcore for how long now? We're trying to de- mm-hmm. uh, um, just rip up and destroy public education. Republicans, especially, and it has absolutely less to do with their educational well-being than it is about making sure those parents are back at work mm-hmm. and producing.
1: Yeah, if we if we cared about the well-being and the education of our children we would be funding public education and we would be providing teachers with the resources necessary to keep them safe and able to educate children to the best of their abilities Mm -hmm. but that's not that's not what we need we don't need a smart workforce we need a compliant workforce. so we send kids to school under the threat of death so our parents so their parents can Continue to go to work and produce and consume humanity into extinction <laughs> yeah,
3: <Yep. that's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy
2: yeah, like I work in like the industrial industrial distribution, and so like you know i'm I'm with the salt of the earth types, and mm-hmm. uh I've been sitting in meeting rooms with you know ten other people where we might be an arm's length away from each other, no one's wearing a mask no one's nah. everyone's just working. It's like I think a lot of it is people just wanna forget that it's happening.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we're we're very good at pretending bad things don't exist. Yeah. So we can yeah. maintain our routine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: I mean, with this pandemic, I, I have like my thoughts on this everything is the the government's response to the pandemic has been so horrible. Mm-hmm. And that we're, we are two plus years into this and, uh, under like, understandably people are fatigued by it and they're, and I think, I, I, I kind of think the rise of like misinformation on this, I don't think Biden did a good job. I think he should have replaced Fauci. Uh, the only reason I say that is because when they found out that, you know, understandably they said that you don't need to wear a mask cause there was a mass shortage that should have never been there in the first place. Mm-hmm. But when they found out that that was somewhat of an act of deception, then they needed to have a new face on on public health. It's nothing against Fauci and like his his medical way of thinking, but that already damaged um, the information coming out from the government. Like the be- The best thing they should have done was replace him with a new face in public health. And that's only part of it. I think if they really yeah. wanted to stop this, they would have done a better job economically, kept us home, paid us to stay home. Mm-hmm. and uh and then both major political parties should have came out and just said in lockstep this is what we need to do and i think that would have worked better but then it, it, it they didn't do that and then it became hyper political and it just went downhill from there and there was no there was no recovery from it
1: basically. no and the the entire the entire existence of fauci is just that he's a doctor who agrees with uh, the the liberal outlook on this? So it, it's just it's just an arbitrary doctor in a position to be a face of something that's not to be the face of a recovery and epidemic a pandemic, a pandemic um, response that just doesn't exist. But he says the right things, and he's he doesn't like Trump, and he's. Pro vaccine. So, this doctor is the face of this re- <laughs> of doctors everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just some arbitrary doctor put in a position that he shouldn't be in, anyways. And then, if we did, if we wanted to address this recovery, I mean, this pandemic, we have the resources and capabilities to keep everyone safe and to stop the spread. But that's that's um, counter to uh, the wealthiest people making increased profits i mean the Mm -hmm. the top 15 richest people in the world i think made something like two trillion dollars over the course of the last two years during the uh during the pandemic so who's suffering here it's 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 not our economy this this uh, this covid pandemic is working for the wealthiest it's just hurting us and that's okay so we can keep sending kids to school and we can keep sending people to work and fuck it we'll just open up bars and dance clubs and just keep doing that because we we found out that we can just continue to replace people as they die and paying them shit the people in charge can keep getting wealthy a bit of a tangent I went off a
3: little bit.
0: sorry. <laughs> yeah. You actually reminded me. I actually had this thought this week uh, about this cuz I uh I years ago I w- I was in the Marine Corps and the thing that you reconcile pretty quick uh is that you're replaceable. In the sense that you're there to um to die kind of thing. You know, like you're mm-hmm. you're just a number and you you come to accept that pretty quick and you know, it's just a part of the like the mentality that you're in. But I realized this like this last week is just like that is what they think about all of us mm-hmm. as, as, as workers is that like what do, does does do these corporations care about funneling their workers out there like no they don't because you saw in the beginning of the pandemic when they shut everything down how panicked actually Congress was and how quickly they mm-hmm. tried to like jumble together something quick Like uh, trying, you know, do some kind of lifeline work because the whole system stopped. But they they don't want to do that again. So now they're just going to throw people into the into the grinder, basically. Mm. And it it goes beyond the pandemic. It's just like you got burnout, burned out workers even before that. Cutting safety um, safety measures, you know, cutting corners with projects. Um, Think about like all like fires recently and like um, apartment buildings.
1: Yeah. Like, bridge clubs and uh, where is that Pittsburgh? Bridge in Pittsburgh, recently, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: it's like we're all expendable to 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 these people. You know what I mean? Like we're just a number. We're just a consumer down there. So I I had I had that thought this week actually when I was at work and I was just like kind of, I had some existential dread that day. I was just like, what am I doing? Like yeah, I, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: What are all of
2: us doing? It does kind of seem like we're in that, in an era right now where it's like, we're just going through the motions, I guess. You know, it it just, I don't know. I I, I really feel like any, all that like political uh, movement we had, you know, during the summer of 2020 and all that, like, uh, what do you call it? Just like organized, you know, unrest, I guess. Okay. Like that just seems to have gone away like the, Fizzle, yeah it fizzled out yeah like the power that was there and the movement just seems to have gone away and i, I don't know do you i mean do you got do you think i don't I, that, and i guess just to bring it back to like the green party i feel like that's like basically all there was was i was just saying you know or the democrats coming out and saying like oh this is because of republicans you know and they're all racist and stupid and blah 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 um you know and then they like you know name streets uh, like Black Lives Matter street and stuff like that, you know, and and yeah, or, or they come like out, that's helping anybody, yeah, you know, and they come out and like do all this performative stuff so that they look, yep. they look like they, you know, care, care, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I, I'm with with what the failure, I guess, so far of the Biden administration. I don't know, like, do you guys think that power is still there and that need to, you know, push? forward is still there or do you think it's completely gone and everyone's just
1: hopeless now?
0: It's a loaded question.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm yeah, really I'm not I'm not I don't feel hopeless and I'm not pessimistic. I I see the reality of the um of the struggles we have ahead of us, mm-hmm. especially for marginalized and oppressed peoples. And uh, it, it's I'm not Anti-electoralism, I think that, you know, speaking on the Green Party, that it, it certainly it doesn't hurt and it could certainly help to elect members, to elect uh, responsible left-leaning people to the House and the Senate. But I also acknowledge that as this pandemic has shown us that none of what we do really matters as long as the power resides where it does, mm-hmm. which is with um, the money to interest. And until I think that we're going to witness the collapse of major institutions before we, before we find those taking more serious direct action and building communities. Once, yeah. once we see people struggle by the collapse of institutions that keep them alive. Once that happens, then we're going to witness the communal nature of humans. And we're going to witness people reaching out to their neighbors for help, regardless of idea, because that's what we do. We help people when they hurt and we can, we can, we can go on about, <sighs> we can be divisive and say, Democrats help you and Republicans hurt people because that's the popular mythos but people just help people because they need it and we're going to have to witness the collapse of our healthcare industry and our education industry and uh, mass unemployment and once that happens then we'll be able to witness people reaching out and coming to the conclusion that community is more important than the economy i mean that's that's what i see so we could we should we should we should push for, you know, um, candidates that are going to fight for us, and we should, you know, do what we can to support them, but we should also be prepared to help people.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I, I, this is the way I see it, and maybe I should ask the question differently. Um, I see this, the the point we're at in in history right now, I think we kind of are either going to have to – I,
0: backslide.
2: Yeah, I, I think we're either we're either going to turn into uh, a larger, like oligarch cap like authoritarian capitalist society where the only way out is going to be violent direct action, or mm-hmm. if we could get people to believe in something which I think the Green Party platform is like the only nonviolent way to they could
1: get they could the, inspire people to get involved
2: yes yes because i mean like just anecdotally you know when i'm talking to people because i you know i live on the west coast and i hang out in portland and seattle quite a bit homelessness is like the the hot button topic here everyone talks about it so Mm -hmm. from what i hear is people are blaming the government for they and and then they're all moving to idaho because they're all conservatives so Mm -hmm. it seems like the messaging on and and granted I talk to the majority of the people I talk to are white men. Um, And so the uh, what they, what I've been getting from them is like, they weren't necessarily, they're kind of centrist people, but they're kind of glomming on (laughs) and, and and getting uh, flipped by Republicans or conservatives. They don't like Mm. Trump, but they don't hate Republicans. So that's the thing that they, the, the advantage I think that the Republicans have is the ones that completely align themselves with Trump aren't really seen as, Oh, that's not a real Republican. Liz Cheney's a real Republican, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so they don't see Republicans as scary. Just the ones who say Trump are scary. And then they see the okay. Democrats who have been in leadership positions while their city has, you know, in their words, deteriorated into anarchy. Okay. You know, they like the people I talked to in, in Oregon, they, they legitimately think that communists
1: run their state. Yeah. Um, I think people uh, is currently in power. And so whether whether they're Republican or Democrat, that's that's who's going to catch the blame for um, various ills in their um, area. And never, never, never realizing that both parties, of course, are just appendages of corporations and their lobbyists. Yeah. <clears throat> That isn't, that isn't, uh, one or two parties it's it's the people behind the party mm-hmm. that are raising funds for them yeah giving these people careers and if we can if we can connect a message if we can give people a message that the government that we oppose and are afraid of the incompetent government that doesn't help anyone and creates the conditions of mass poverty. If we can connect that government to capitalism, then they might be more inclined to vote for a third party. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, does, does the green party accept corporate donations?
2: No, they do not. They don't. Yeah. They're against super or they're against PACs and corporate donations.
1: that was, that was a big draw that Bernie had is he refused PAC money. He refused corporate donations. Yes. There was a billionaire that tried to uh donate to him and he returned the check. And it's it's that kind of ethical standing that people are yeah. unfamiliar with in today in yeah. today's politics. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think that's that could be a that could be a big messaging. But yeah, the, I was the problem gonna... I I see with the Green Party is they don't have um significant messages. Sorry I mean, nobody hears nobody hears nobody hears about the green party they don't they don't have any real any real propaganda outlet
2: yes, yeah, and i i think I actually <clears throat> was thinking you know this basically their party uh political positions are like basically everything Bernie stood for mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> I think I mean we saw like Bernie was supposed to be the uh what do you call it the uh compromise? Between leftists yeah. and Democrats, and obviously the Democrats don't want that, and and now they're using like their media outlets to tout a potential Hillary Clinton run in twenty twenty four. So they just want to keep recycling <laughs> the same thing, and they don't want yeah. to do anything. They, um,
1: just, they want to lose. Yeah, yeah. They don't like, care about winning elections.
2: I think I honestly think they shoved Joe Biden up there because you know they thought he might lose against Trump.
1: Well, whether whether he loses or not, they're still going to raise they're going to raise they've raised massive amounts of money on a Trump presidency. Yeah. And so yeah. If, if Biden lose, lost, they'd still raise more money.
2: I also right. think they wanted Trump to win because they knew they couldn't handle
1: coronavirus either. Yeah, that's going to that looks bad on you. If you if you do care about the um, legacy of your party, you don't want to be at the helm not able to do anything because that would upset your donors. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think, like it or not, um, Trump – well, first I'm going to say Trump Trump was to the right what Bernie was to the left in the Mm -hmm. sense of like average folk liked him in that way of thinking. And Mm so I – because people are just so fed up with the system. And I think that's – we have created a
1: system – they were both. They were both a, a break from. Yeah. Yes. And the norm. The norms haven't been working for anybody for mm-hmm. a generation now.
0: Yes. It. It. We. On this podcast, we talk a lot about how we have just created a system that is basically just a leviathan. That um, it does. It, it doesn't even necessarily matter who the president is anymore. Um, mm-hmm. it's because I always say like, Congress, people in Congress, they spend like half their time fundraising. So like they don't they don't even really govern.
1: Yeah, they don't when do work.
0: Yeah, when they're there and if they do cater to anybody, it's only corporations and the wealthy. Yeah. And we nothing have
1: nothing will fundamentally change. It,
0: <laughs> and it's fundamentally built and I think every everybody who is mad, I think is mad at the same thing. Whether you're you're a leftist or a conservative, like cuz conservatives are always just mad at the government. They're like the government can't do anything right, you know, mm. whatever, whatever. They're but I think
1: on my freedom, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's just the lack of every any government function, and they're mad because the government is supposed to protect them, and they don't. So they're yeah. mad at the government, and I honestly think they have some right to be mad at the government because the government doesn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should be mad, yeah. Like, like you were saying, Commie Trucker, I think we are living in the end stage and I think the system we built is basically just on life support and it's just life support pumped in by central bank money, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that the system is just gonna collapse and we're just going along with it right now. Like yeah. we don't know what to do. And it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna be the collapse that is gonna be the push.
1: Have you guys seen Icebreaker? I think that's what it's called, the uh sci fi movie, when they're on a train and the world Snow is Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Snowpiercer. I, I think that's a real beautiful analogy for where we're at right now. It's this this derelict train that's just trundling on with the labor of of um, the impoverished and <laughs> and children. Yep. Ed Harris has has to has to call children in order to reach the small parts to keep the thing going. And it's it's much like today, how uh, we have this this derelict train trundling on under its own weight, and it's on the brink of falling apart. We just don't know when.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah and we're I, making it easier for children to to get part time jobs.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, they're cha- They're trying to change laws to make children work longer hours. Yep. Uh, yeah, so everything's I, bad. I, I,
0: <laughs> I do think that's where we're at. Like, and I think everybody kind of feels this way because I, as somebody who's blue collar, like I work with mostly very conservative people, mm-hmm. very Republican thinking people, and yeah, you know what, when, when I talk to them, they are the most family centric and you know kind hearted people. I know they. Just, I mean, I think obviously yeah. differently politically. But they're, they, they say the same thing as I'm saying now is that they know something's wrong too. Like, it, I have a guy who always tells me, if you think everything's okay right now, there's something wrong with you. And it's like, yeah, I think yeah. everybody has and, the same feeling
1: right now. And they, 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 they bite onto the bait that's made available to them through their media outlet of choice. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, people are people. You know, yes. people are good, <laughs> inherently compassionate and cooperative that's just the nature of all people and so we're we're shown that this world is falling apart and our lives hurt and we have to somehow find a way to pay for it all and to care for our children's in this collapsing ecosystem and so we point the finger at the people that we're supposed to point the finger at yeah and never minding that the entirety of it is unnecessarily brutal for the sake of a handful of people, and we we can have a better future. We, we just we just have to change our outlook on who on who's to blame and what we're capable of. for sure,
2: I like that. yeah, and and yeah, I, I, and like I was saying earlier, I think the only way we could do that nonviolently in the system we currently live in is through electoralism, and even mm-hmm. though the Democrats and Republicans have both been sitting there trying to hamstring. Uh, electoral politics by, like, you know, kicking the Green Party out of debates. And, mm-hmm. like, I think, uh, I want to say Ralph Nader tried to go to one of the presidential debates and was actually... or No, 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 no. I think that was Gary Johnson, wasn't it? He, like, tried to go to a presidential debate and they kicked him out. Like
0: 2012, I think.
2: Yeah, they wanted to let like, him yeah. or something. You know, so, like... And, and they always kind of move the the goalpost. Because, like, I remember in the 2014 uh, gubernatorial elections in Minnesota, um, the Libertarian candidate, uh, she she met the minimum requirements to get up on the debate stage for, um, I had, like, some public, like, um, just, you know, governor's debates or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they moved the goalpost and made the donation requirement higher.
1: Yeah, they'll just... They'll just change the rules. Yeah.
2: So 100%. So I think we can really, I guess, if we were able to put this energy that the left has that seems to be fragmented right now, if we could put that behind something like the Green Party, we could completely separate ourselves, I guess, from having to deal with Democrats. And I think that's the only way to go. Because the way I'm looking at it now is we can either spend our time fighting against trump or whatever and then voting for joe biden um or other democrats who don't I'm
0: pretty do, i'm pretty excited to do that again
2: yeah who don't do anything you know yeah. we just have this disgusting feeling every time we go to the the polls um like i remember uh even when uh when tr- in 2016 i voting for hillary clinton i was just kind of like why she's better here? than Trump, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but she's better than Trump, and I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen when Trump's the president. <laughs> um, and it's uh, the
1: same thing, it, it, <laughs> and it was the same thing, yeah. whether Trump or Hillary, nothing would have been different.
2: Yeah. So you know, it's just like every time we go to the polls, you know, they have the oh, it's the lesser of two evils, and blah blah blah, and it's just like I'm tired of going to the polls. And voting and doing making a decision I don't want to make, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, uh, it,
0: crying afterwards. Yeah, like, what and, did I do? Yeah. I didn't do anything. And and
2: I, <laughs> I feel like the government. We're not hurt. Yeah, the government and the Republican and Democratic Party have been using fear to kind of corral us, you know, and, and control us and in, in our voting decisions. You know, they don't they don't get you to vote for them through you know charisma and policy and. Uh, actual compassion for the people of the United States—they do it through fear. Mm-hmm. Because if you vote for Democrats, you're gonna be—we're gonna turn into a communist state, and everyone who gets pregnant is gonna be forced to get an abortion. And if you vote mm-hmm. for Republicans, you know you're a racist evangelical, you know yep. Christian who, kook, you know just kooky guy. And so it's like they basically just say, "Hey, do you want to be known as some?" racist weirdo or hey do you want to be known as a baby killer you know and that's Mm -hmm. kind of their that's their tactics it's just fear
1: it's superficial yeah Yeah. very superficial it's 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 how you it's how you view yourself and and how your peers view you
2: and i think the only way to get this is the last thing i'll say the, the only way to get past that in my opinion is to take our collective energies and put it behind the green party and that's what I'm arguing for, I guess, is because I think the Green Party, granted, I know the weaknesses here, and how you know you know we we would basically be fighting against both the Republican and Democratic party by put but but you're already doing that when 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 yeah. uh, when when you just don't like any when of
1: you them. Abs- when you abstain from voting, you're doing that anyways yeah,
2: and to me, the only third parties that have a drop of legitimacy. In electoral politics is the Green Party and the Libertarian Party.
1: Okay. They're at least known. They've everyone's heard of them. Exactly.
2: And they the Green Party is the fourth largest political party in the United States by voter registration behind the Libertarian Party. Okay. So those are like that's the big four. Democrats. That's real numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they and they have, you know, and I don't want to discredit like the Communist Party of the United States, but the Green Party, you know, has they're on ballots, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have much power right now, but they're on ballots. They have platforms. They have, you know, political positions that really, I think, mirror Met- what we want.
1: Yeah. Align with what we want, because there is no there is no real opposition among online leftists from what I've seen about voting for Bernie. No, we were OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. this this Green Party has much the same agenda as Bernie had, and and it's it's somehow more ridiculous mm-hmm. to yeah. vote for Green Party.
3: Oh,
0: what what I was going to say earlier is I think I think a lot of that does with like our programming that we talk about. Like you know they're the mm-hmm. crazy environmentalist. Yep. And yep. what I was going to say is if we get excited about the Green Party, the biggest thing they need to do is kind of like commie trucker What you're saying they need to work on messaging Mm -hmm. um and i'll i'll Mm -hmm. use like so as a trucker do do, do, our truck like i always hear truckers kind of afraid about you know electric trucks like going forward like um do you hear a lot of that or
1: um i I don't but i understand i mean we don't nobody nobody around here talks about them at all but right but it's it's a valid concern i think
0: i i think uh people are afraid of change ultimately Mm -hmm. and that's why we don't like we're stuck in a system we don't know what to do but we don't want to do anything because we we're teetering and we want to like stay balanced kind of thing yeah so what i think we need to like do with the messaging portion of it it's kind of like the coal workers in in west virginia is like as we move to like green energy and stuff we, we we explain to them we're gonna take care of you we're going to retrain you. You're going to be okay. We are going to build mm-hmm. systems where we have safety nets or, you know,
1: if we'll train you how to build solar panels or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: If, if new trucks come along that are more green, like inefficient, we, we will train you and, and help. You're not going to lose your job, kind of thing. We need to set up systems like that and new, need to do messaging better than that. Yeah. Not just, we're going to change all this. You're fucked. Because that's kind of the system we live in now. Like when things mm-hmm. do change, we just kinda of leave people out to dry. Like we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. We're we, we need the in the messaging portion of it, we need to say, like, we need to make these changes, but we're going to take care of you as we do it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing they need to do, um, with that messaging portion because like like Kevin, you work in steel, so you see these old steel towns that have just left the rot. In the past, when when things changed they just let those pe- left those people behind, yeah, and didn't care about them and made them angry and bitter and we need to
1: we need to tell people that that's an example not of change but of capitalism and yes of profit drive, drive the drive for profit yep yes that's not that's not socialism you hate that government and these changes that you hate that's not socialism, that's capitalism
0: yes hmm. So that that was my two cents on it. like the messaging portion is so important, especially because we're so programmed as a society about to think like, you know, we think universal healthcare is communism kind of thing. You know, we're yeah. so programmed yeah. into thinking that like, that's why the messaging portion needs to be down on the lowest level. Um, so you can just talk to people and understand like, this is what we're talking about and this <clears throat> is what we want to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: More grassroots level. Not just like the, like Democrats are really bad at doing is like, well, we know what's best for you. It's more grassroots going down and saying like, we're going to do this together kind of thing. And I think that's why Bernie Jesus. was so popular.
1: Yeah, the, the condescension that Democrats and liberals love to invoke is why they're so derided and loathed. Like when Jen Psaki was mocking that journalist for asking why we don't just give out COVID tests for free and that's that's the sort of that's the sort of messaging that liberals have
3: mm-hmm.
1: because they don't care if they lose or not yeah, and yeah. we 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 need to counter that kind of that kind of negative condescending derision of others <laughs> with more of a message of of um of compassion and yes. um of being down in the dirt with everyone else
2: yeah i I don't know what like normal you know bread and butter democrat from you know the suburbs of minneapolis like i don't know which one of those people would would go yeah why that's gonna cost too much why would we do that like i do feel like it'd be extremely popular to uh to give free covid tests
1: to people well they yeah <laughs> now they are because... yeah now they are but yeah just to because they got called out
2: yeah to your point about you know that it's just like what are they thinking you know <sighs> but uh
0: or like when Kamala Harris in the interview just said, well, just Google it.
1: <laughs> God, I hate her so much. She was fucking hammed. She <laughs> was drunk during that interview. God, what a loser. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, my imagine, God. And then imagine the, uh, the thing that's <laughs> so frustrating to me and is just utterly comedic is that Joe Biden wasn't anybody's first pick. Mm-hmm. And Kamala Harris wasn't anybody's pick. Yep, she dropped out before before any of the um, uh, what was the primaries. Yep, yeah. She but dropped out but somehow the they're the president and vice president. That is <laughs> that is wild. Just, it's just such a farce. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. sorry, little tangent. <laughs> <I'm> just,
2: <laughs> oh, that's just,
1: fine. yeah. Yeah, I just got to rant.
2: I, I hear you. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pathetic. Um. But uh yeah, anyway, um so we've been do you guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, we probably should. Any final I should. So, I guess my the last thing I just want to say is like yeah, I know, I mean, I think the Green Party, you know, obviously not perfect, nothing's perfect, but to me, just my own personal opinion, I think this is kind of the the direction to go uh if we are to kind of non-violently fix the mess that we're in cuz otherwise mm-hmm. Like the state is doing violence to us wholeheartedly with this whole like mm-hmm. non-action on on the uh, pandemic. There's you know what like four almost four thousand people to, a day dying right now. That's violence. Like they're committing worse violence Absolutely. to us than
1: uh, the you know the nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, not not taking action. Inaction is itself an action. Mm-hmm. By not by not taking the necessary steps to keep us safe. They're taking every step to make us unsafe.
2: Yeah. So if we, I don't know if, if we continue to just sit here and, you know, bitch about, you know, Trump and, you know, Biden or whatever, like Mm -mm. we're just doing exactly what they want us to do. You know, if we go to the polls thinking I can only choose a Republican or a Democrat, we're going to fall in, we're just playing right into their hand. Uh, I don't like libertarians, so that's why I'm not going to advocate for a libertarian, you know, even though I know that they are more popular than the Green Party. But I think any leftist should know that, you know, can identify with the Green Party platform and should be Mm -hmm. using their energy to support their Green Party candidates from the bottom. Grassroots support. Um, Otherwise, I think we're headed for disaster and it's going to end badly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. For somebody, but I, I, I think it's gonna. It, it, we're just. I think we're in a situation where things are gonna boil over.
1: No, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, this, uh, this was an eye-opening um, talk that we had, and I, I will definitely go and research the Green Party more because of it.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, you've gotten me more excited to potentially actually vote for them. I guess because. I, I, I mean, that's all I gotta say. I guess is that I, I, am hopeful. It's no
1: different than voting for a Democrat. We, we, we've already explained it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get anything different from a Democrat or a Republican in all yeah, reality. Right.
3: Yeah,
2: it, like so. I mean, if you don't, I, I see it as like, like a lot of people say, like you know, you're wasting your vote by voting third party. But honestly, I think we're just showing our
1: disinterest
2: in what's going on and, and need for change.
1: Also. Also, that's my vote. I can choose to throw it away if I want. Exactly, it's not your problem.
2: Yeah, we no. assign value to our own votes. <laughs> yeah, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did you want to do some plugs?
1: Oh, if I could, go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, I just released an episode of The Precariat where I talked with at Lady Nerd Nora from TikTok. We discuss a lot about public education and the effects of COVID and the great resignation. Um, my other um, project is SJLA on YouTube. We kind of, me and our three other friends just kind of joke around and rib each other for, um, for giggles. <laughs> and um, yeah, thanks a lot guys for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. You know, we always enjoy you on the show and, and feel free to come back and, uh, when you feel so, like you need to <laughs> anytime um fantastic all right well i'm just gonna say uh we got a patreon patreon.com slash let's explore this also uh if you could follow uh our twitter um at explore underscore pod on twitter uh and that's all we got thanks for listening everybody have a good one commie trucker
1: you too bye-bye